0: Welcome to Indie Spunk, a podcast for your film career. I feel like I have to say that in like a sultry voice. (laughs) I'm Izzy Stevens. I'm an award-winning filmmaker. I'm a coach. I'm the host of this podcast. And I, for the very first time, have brought on a client of mine and am introducing her to you today. And for good reason. I'm really excited for you to see the transformation that Rainu has gone through over the past few months. Rainu and I have been working together since February of this year. Rainu Razdan is a former Silicon Valley tech executive turned actor and now first time filmmaker. And Rainu came to Indie Spunk wanting to be a storyteller, but wasn't sure how to translate her scientific tech hustle into an artistic career. But now in 2023, after a pandemic and in the middle of a strike, Renu says she couldn't feel more arrived as an artist. This is very exciting to me, as you can imagine, because I just want to see my clients and all of you out there who are looking to make an impact with your work and get yourself seen in this industry, feel like you can actually use your gifts, use your talent, use your curiosities and turn them into films and have them get seen and have that kind of impact that you're looking for, this tickles me like nothing else. (laughs) So you get a little sneak peek today into what it's like working with me and what my clients are going through and what they're experiencing. Also, FYI, you have about a week left to dive into Indie Spunk Club for free, but only a day left if you want to join us live for Elevate to Your Next Big Project, which is this amazing three-day live extravaganza I'm hosting in the club. Yes, it's all free. It's all to celebrate the opening of my brand new course, Script to Screen Accelerator. And every single one of the trainings mentioned in today's call is inside that course. So these are programs that only my mentorship, my group mentorship clients and my private clients like Renu have had access to over the past three years. And now I'm opening it up publicly as a self-paced course with uh, support from me as well inside it. So I'm really excited about it. It's going to be really fun. And the three-day event, Elevate to Your Next Big Project, the free three-day event, that is going to be chock-a-block filled with juiciness that I have only ever shared in those Client containers, and that is going to be completely free. So come along. If you cannot join us live, the recordings will be available to you inside the club for a few days before they turn into bonus videos for my Script to Screen Accelerator. So come one, come all, join. If you can't join the calls live, you can absolutely watch the recordings. I'm really excited to get this course into the hands of more creatives and open it up to a wider audience because I just hear and see more and more on social media and in the emails that I receive and the people that chat with me that they're stuck, that you're stuck with maybe a script that you've written and you don't know what to do with it, or it's feeling a bit stagnant, or you're not sure if you should move forward on it, or maybe you've made a film before and it didn't go as well as you wanted it to, or it didn't give you that forward momentum, or you know you just feel green and not confident, or you feel like you don't have the community, or you don't have the answers, or whatever it is that keeps you stuck, this course is here to move you through it, which is why I'm so freaking excited. It's like 12 modules. It's basically from career development to scripting, to casting, to crew, production, directing, post-production festivals press all of it it is a game-changing course if you're curious about that we've popped a link in the show notes check it out but please come along join me in indie spunk club if you're curious you can join for free until next week so i'm so excited to have you in the club and let's dive in i cannot wait for you to meet rainu she's a bloody legend and such a gorgeous gorgeous example of what it means to bet on yourself what it means to invest in yourself trust yourself, trust your point of view. It's work, it's not easy all the time. We are always second guessing ourselves. We are usually our biggest blocks. So how do we mitigate that? We put ourselves in environments where we have community, we have people who are supporting us, cheering us on, nudging us forward and giving us the tools and the resources that we need so that we can actually live that big, gorgeous, fun, fulfilling, abundant life, that career that we're looking for. So Indie Spunk Club is your home. I cannot wait to have you. All right, let's dive in. I'll see you soon. Bye. spunk. I'm so excited to have Renu, an incredible client of mine, Renu Razdan, on the podcast today. I'm almost like, you can probably hear it in my smile how gushing I already am. I have been so uh, floored by working with this very talented, wonderful woman for the past few months. Gosh, Renu, I don't know how long
1: it's been. How long have we been working together now? I think I reached out like, oh, January since the big yeah. very beginning of this year. I feel like yeah. we made it official right before Valentine's Day. I don't know, in the in oh. February. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> right on time. Valentine's. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. So good. Well, Renu, thank you so much for coming on Indie Spunk.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm so excited to chat um with you. I, I love our chats. They're the highlight of uh many moments in my month. So I'm excited to do this. Yay! Okay, why don't
0: you just tell our audience a little bit about you and where you've come from and how you've arrived here in this moment as a very first-time filmmaker?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. I I am Rainu Razdan. I um. You know, I feel like I'm doing a slate. No. Yeah, exactly. uh, Okay, so you're an actor. That makes so go (laughs) figure. I'm an actor. Yes, I'm an actor. Um. You know. I, before I became an artist, I was in the tech career. I, I had a big tech career. So I come from the Silicon Valley and I took my uh, scientific tech hustle and translated it into my now uh, artistic career. And I I really wanted to be a storyteller. And um, for the last um I don't know, almost decade, I've been trying to figure it out as an actor. And, you know, with the pandemic and, you know, now here we are in 2023 in the midst of a strike, I feel like finding my feet as a first-time filmmaker and working with you as now um, the director slash in post-production for my first film, um, I couldn't feel more arrived as an artist. You know, so I, you know, my 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 mo is um, acting per se, but I feel like now I just understand what it's like to be and call myself a storyteller in in oh in, in every way.
0: How? absolutely amazing that I love what you said I couldn't feel more arrived as an artist I feel like we're always striving for that what does that what does that feel like for you for everyone at home that's like wait I want to feel like that what does that feel like in your body
1: it feels like truly trusting yourself and your stories and your point of view and trusting that your stories are sometimes a reflection, at least for me, of sometimes what we wish someone told us or what we wish we might have known from lessons learned, stitched Mm -hmm. together through our life. And so arriving as a storyteller for me has meant feeling like I have enough agency to now feel like I'm confident enough to share my stories, whether it's through a point of view of a, a character I'm playing or through a story that I, I want to just tell as, you know, whether I'm writing it or making it or pitching it, all of those things and Mm. that someone is going to hear that story. And, you know, if, if that someone is an extension, of just you as the audience, great. Or if it's more than that Mm. um, and feeling like it's, it's so it's okay if, you don't have all the, feeling like it's okay if you don't have all the answers while you're doing it, that you're going to be able to figure it out. And I feel like as an actor, I've always been in the position of needing a gatekeeper to open the gate and be like, okay, yeah, I think I can cast you for this. But as a storyteller, trusting that even if some folks might not open the gate for you, um, that is not a reason to not be able to tell your story, whatever format that story unfolds. in. you know, whether it's um, just a writing exercise or making a film exercise.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's beautiful. Did you, you found me through Brian, right? I found you through Brian. Yeah. Um, I, he was the first kind of um, first resource I, I, I met in LA um, way back when he was part of um a group called actor salon. And now he, you know, he's, he's come a long way and um, I I'm always plugged into kind of what he's doing to really help the, you know, the, the artistic community. Mm -hmm. And he's always got some great, great guests, um, he also has a podcast, Brian uh, Breaks Character, and yeah, you were um, a, a special key guest at one of these many, many uh, channels he has. And I was so taken with you. And then I joined one of your kind of free—I forget what it was called. It was you—you—you you, you had like a one-day live workshop where you shared three big tips on on filmmaking. Um, was it Film Biz Buzz? Yes, it was. Yeah. It was. And I was convinced that like, I have to find a way to work with you. Mm. And I remember I like going through, I was like, okay, Indie Spunk and there's different different things you can do. And I was like, I, I just, I remember filling out my my form to to tell you more about myself. I was like, yeah. I kind of also just really want to be your friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was like, can I please be a private client? Because I just want to be like in your head and understand more um, because you were just, yeah, you've got some really, really great nuggets of gold. And I now, and you didn't have your podcast then. So now, you know, people don't have to just be part of the Indie Spunk program. A lot of those, you know, nuggets of wisdom come out through your podcast. So now I've like been like telling everyone, I got to come to your podcast launch party too. And since then, you know, because it's it's an investment. I think not everyone might know if if they're ready to make a film or if this is what's what they're doing. But I think just having access to people who have that can do attitude like yourself mm-hmm. is um something that sometimes can make or break someone's ability to say yes to themselves. So I'm mm-hmm. so grateful I found you and I'm so grateful that you're doing this and your podcast is available to the masses.
0: Oh, mate, thank you. And you know, I feel like we we've become, you know, we've been working together for a long time and have become quite close and and I would consider you absolutely a friend so I'm like I love that that was that was something that you put on the application um I remember that you were, you were like adamant that private coaching was the right fit for you. And I always feel like people know, you know, if you want to be in a group or if you, if you want to be, you know, in my mentorship group or you want to be private, like there's a definitive, no, this is what's right for me. And you've always been that way too, which I think is such a testament to your clarity and and knowing yourself, trusting yourself. Um, and I'll, I'll pop a link down as well to Brian's, um, Brian's program. He has this great program called Um, agent goals and uh, I don't know if that's did you do that
1: program to get an agent I sure did Um, more than anything it just taught me about the power of how you represent yourself how you can intersect being vulnerable and we talk about this in our sessions where we say like you know it's okay to write a trash draft of what you want to say, even mm. if you're like, well, I just wrote 10 pages and I don't think I can say that. <laughs> yes. um, but, uh, you know, Brian's really, his program agent goals is really great about, um, trusting that your truth, um, will attract the right people come in handy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we always feel like we need to have all of these public facing accolades and credits Mm -hmm. and you need to be like visibly seen for someone to take a bet on you um and his program's really great about just leaning into understanding more of yourself in your representation seeking journey so yeah
0: amazing it's like we've got a little ad for brian Shout yeah, out so out to Brian <laughs> such a good shout out to Brian Bittaker. I have a link to his free masterclass. So if you're listening and you're like, I want to learn how to get representation, you can check out the link um, down below and watch his free masterclass. It's very valuable. Um, but let's talk about filmmaking. So because you came out to LA, right, and yes. you were like, I, I am dedicated to acting. I want to pursue this. I really want to get seen as an actress in this industry. Where, like, how did you go from that to signing up as a private client to work with me and make your film?
1: <laughs> you know, um, coming to LA, as, as I mentioned before, I had a Silicon Valley background and, you know, you see tech startups and, and all these geniuses with these ideas, but you still have to get investors and you still have to get engineers and, and designers and all these thought leaders to help you build this product. So I've always understood that, um, you know, that's my alter ego. As an actor, I I have been the product that people are placing Mm -hmm. their bet on for their, you know, more just the the bigger, bigger company, if you will, whether it's, you know, the, the, the studio or the pretty, all of these things. So it was like a role reversal where I was like now suddenly like, okay, like take a bet on me, take a bet on me. And it's um it's a hustle. And uh I feel like the last several years it's just been a journey of building my craft and hoping that, you know, the right opportunity will come. And although there have been some great opportunities and wins along the way, uh in in, in this industry, it's always about sizing sometimes feeling like someone can size you up in a way that you get a bigger opportunity. And when I would go to different film festivals over the years, because I, I tend to, I, I was booking a lot of indie film work. Um, it really opened my eyes about how, you know, even first-time filmmakers, they have a beautiful idea. And those are the, those are the people that are willing to take a bet on me and cast me. And then, one year later, two year later, all of a sudden those films are like being featured as part of, you know, HBO visionary programs. And, you know, they're, they're actually now streaming on Disney hot plus all these things. I'm like, Oh, that started from someone that didn't have, you know, maybe they were in an early place in their career and might not have had all of that, you know, public facing um clout. And so it really shifted the mindset for me as an actor around, you know, how, how could I consider possibly putting myself out there and, you know, trusting that it's okay if I'm doing this for the first time and, you know, maybe something will come out of it. So I have to be honest. My initial goal was, okay, now I'm going to put something out there so I can use that as a way to like position myself as an yeah. actor. yeah. And ultimately it was always about like, how do I get more clout? How do I get more clout? So someone will cast me in a bigger project. And I think I made that very clear at the beginning of when I started working with you and I had, yeah, I feel
0: like most, almost all, almost all of my clients have that goal when they start working with me, which makes sense. I mean, that is what I also talk about a lot is if you want to get taken seriously, you want to put yourself out there, you want to not wait for the phone to ring. You can do this yourself and also have it be really rewarding and create momentum and create this community that you didn't know you could have or that you didn't know that you needed. And it's, I feel like it's the gateway of actors going, I'm not going to wait for the phone ring anymore. I'm doing this now for myself.
1: Yes. And I think it's that second part that you're talking about that I realized later um, in terms of how rewarding on a personal and professional level this, the journey is because I was so attached to this needing to just be a way for me to step, take the next step in the ladder, um, not to diminish that, that, you know, that need for a lot of people, but I was just so like, okay, I just, I just need this to somehow help me here. That's it. And, you know, if, it, it, and now through working with you, I have found so much more meaning and I, I have to say, I'll go as far as to say, I don't even care if it, doesn't do anything for, for my career. And as an actor, I I am just so grateful for this learning experience. And it has just been a huge, huge, huge year of growth for me and, and respect building for everyone that's in this industry. It's just, it's a lot of work to put anything out there, you know, especially on the indie level. So I, my mind shift has shifted drastically from, from my original kind of intentions behind this and I never thought I was going to direct this film by the way so that that's another whole story but yeah the fact that we 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 made it and I directed it and now we're in post is just yeah I, I'm completely disconnected for this having to make or break my acting career um be that as that may yeah
0: well that's so true I remember when we first started working together and it was like I want to get the you wanted to get your we're working on it still, right? Like this is like the long form project that we're working on. So, um, for context for everyone that's listening, if you're listening at home, which I hope you are, listen, listen up, Uh, (laughs) you've, you've got, we, we started working together, um, on two projects simultaneously. And it was like this short form project we were going to do in the more immediate sense. And then this long form project, which is more of a series that we were talking about developing. And in the beginning you came in with going, the series is the thing I want to do right now. Let's get it done. I want to go, in the next couple of weeks and get it going. Right. And I think, you know, I probably slowed you down a lot and readjusted you. I I like shifted you completely 180 and said, no, we're actually going to do the short film first. And here's why. (laughs) Was that the right call? How do you feel about all of that?
1: (laughs) Yes. Um, You know, I I think if I was to rearticulate my previous response, it would be about how, when I, when I first came to you, I was guns blazing about, I need this to equal x i was i had a very result oriented mindset i just i thought through creating something i i somehow i'm going to cut the line and m- many people do, I'm, and and but I think I was just so attached to it, needing to just happen, and it needs to happen on this timeline, and I had this sense of urgency. So I'm like, okay, which one's going to be the most efficient out of my ideas? Which one might also, you know, uh, be more profitable, more relevant? Let's go. And um, I, I remember you you always say this, like you're right on time, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. And in the beginning, beginning, I'd be like, yeah, but I want to go faster. <laughs> um and you asked me to start free writing um and I think that's when I got away from the linear the desire for this process to be linear and I started experiencing the themes that I wanted to explore and what I wanted to say um and so between these two different concepts one you know being more of a long game it's a it's a series um and the short, I, I felt like, oh, these themes—they're—they're they're really operating for me, just as an artist, but also as a human being, because I was—I was getting very vulnerable. We, when I was unpacking the themes with you, um, you know, it just felt like that was when you told me hey, you know, maybe you should go down this path a bit because it's speaking to you. Um, and I think at some point my 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 desire to feel like, hey, I don't want this to just be an idea that I'm stuck on, but I want to see it actually like made. Um, I was like, a series is something I'm trying to get other people to buy into. But this short film, I don't need anyone to buy into it other than the fact that right now I'm already bought into it. And that's yeah. what kind of made me shift my mindset into let's, let's focus on this. I, I think you also helped kind of guide me that like, if I'm really invested in being able to have a little bit more control over the process, let's start with this project first. And maybe everything I learn from this will actually help me for um, maybe the the bigger fish that I'm trying to fry with the series. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah.
0: so true. That's, and the wanting to go fast and wanting to see it happen quickly is something I deeply relate to. I'm very much like, I want it now. I want it all. I'm ready. Let's do it. And I always have to remind myself that every time I slow down, I speed up. And I think that's something that I talk with my clients about all the time. Like we've spoken about that certainly many times that, you know, if we take this beat by beat, bird by bird, step by step, and we go really intentionally through this, we can actually generate the skills that you need to be able to do that higher level project. I feel like many, uh, many creatives come to me with, I want to do this pilot. I want to do this series. I want to sell it. And my response is always, well, you know, what, what's, what has come before? Like what do you have to show for yourself that you can stand in that room and tell them that, you know, what you're doing in X, Y, and Z fashion. And not that you always need, I don't believe that you need a ton of experience to get to sell a show at all. Plenty of people have done so without, but in terms of being able to articulate yourself, communicate, stand on your yeah. own two feet confidently, like that stuff, it, that energy, you know, it it, uh, it like permeates off of us. If we can stand in the room and say, I know this, I believe this, I've done this, this is, you know, take it or leave it, but it's happening regardless, that is power. And so to be able to sort of say, let's put a pin in this thing that because you, you were
1: sending out um, – your we were working out the treatment and I was sending the treatment out to, you know, for, this was pre-strike. Pre-strike, um, so big was like, studios. Okay, yeah, you had contacts contact here, Make me do this here and oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it was, you know... Um, it was still about a little bit of opening that gate and like how do I get the gatekeepers to take a bet on me?
0: And it's so funny because right where as as actors that's the mindset. The mindset is, will I right. have to have So that felt else. natural. Yeah,
1: that felt more comfortable in a weird way because I was like, oh yeah, like okay, it's about you know the pitch, which in in my head was like just like an audition and like la la la, I can rehearse this, no problem. I just need how what does a treatment look like again? Izzy, just help me do this, yeah. and I got the rest. Yeah. <laughs> 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 totally,
0: and but it makes sense, right? And I think we all we all see it that way first, and then there's such liberation in realizing independent film, independent cinema, is filled with just the best kind of freedom, the best kind of people, the best kind of experience. I mean, I'm such a diehard fangirl of independent art, regardless, because I feel like yeah. that's what art is for. It's for the rebels. It's for the people who are like fuck the rules, screw the system. I'm doing it my way. I want to tell this story. And at the core, like to circle back to what you said in the beginning, you wanted to be a storyteller. We don't, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not about getting all of the recognition from all of the people sitting in there, like fancy chairs in that air conditioned office. It's about getting on set and telling stories and building from the ground up and getting like digging into that good, good shit so that you can actually feel like you're a part of the world connecting with people and be able to
1: give that to the audience. Do
0: Mm -hmm. you feel that?
1: Mm -hmm. I, I do. I feel like, you know, I I, sh- I shared my experience, um, you know, uh, with a few of my friends, and there were different perspectives. And one of them said, you know, I, I their fellow actors. I just want to be able to dive into someone else's story. I don't know if I would ever really want to tell any mine, which is fine. But I I truly feel like even when you are taking on someone else's story, you're bringing it's an opportunity to bring your personal point of view to that character's, mm. and. To be able to bring your point of view to a story end-to-end with different players really gets to take, um, it's just, it felt like a really, really great opportunity to take personal experience, but then explore it that meaning for other people beyond you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember when I shared the the first drafts of uh the the script for the film with a few few of my friends. Some you know, it's it's a it's a romantic drama. Yeah, give it
0: give us a little info.
1: Yeah. The film is called A Newlywed Story. Um, so it, it is definitely in the romance arena. Um, but it's uh through um it's through the female gaze of a woman who feels pressure on three fronts. And this is an extension of a kernel of truth from my life and my personal experience. But those three fronts would be just this need for perfection and uh, validation from from yourself uh, as a woman who feels sized up By these milestone events in her life. Um, One being, you know, the occasion of getting married and that needing to mean something about where she is in her life and how happy and perfect her life should be. Um, It's also about pressure from uh, our social communities, be it through social media and the influence of, you know all of these different digital channels we we consume or just our own families and communities. And I come from a South Asian community and the wedding industry complex is a large, large beast. Um, and there's a lot of pressure to, on the, on the occasion of your wedding, really feel like you, not just as a woman, but as a family and as a social kind of um, entity really have your shit together. Um, So how you can celebrate that and make spectacle out of that is a big, big thing and widely practiced. So the pressure to feel like you, you, you looked good and everyone saw it and it's on every possible, you know, Vogue worthy moment um, is really big. And the third part of this film is around relationships and being lost in the fantasy and reality of what um uh, what love looks like so long story less long i'm 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 really excited about this film so go back to what you were just saying before i interrupted you and said talk to me, talk to us about your film <laughs> oh yeah and i when i shared the early drafts of the film with a few of my friends some of them were were married some of them were not some of them were not in any romantic relationship nothing and what I found was different people. I was more interested in just getting like feedback, like good, bad. What do you think? But um, different people had very different interpretations of what I was trying to say, but in a good way. Yeah. Um. So I felt like it's so much more fun to a bring a point of view, mm-hmm. and then because you're not just contributing to one character, you're contributing to a lot of different cat, like just a world. Essentially, mm-hmm. you're building a world where different people see themselves in different lights and, and with different inspiration mm-hmm. in a world that you've built. And that was something um, just really cool to kind of hear from different people's just perspectives around yes. the film. You know, I thought it was about a woman chasing the need to be perfect. And in the film, she's trying to recreate her wedding night and she wants to take pictures and make it perfect. And for someone else that, you know, read the draft of my film, they're like, wow, this is a lesson about maybe taking the time to celebrate things a bit more. Wow. And I was
0: like,
1: ah, I was what? like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, I, that is
0: potentially one of my favorite parts of, of filmmaking is like when it's out of your hands, you've done the work yeah. to make it truthful and authentic to you in, in whatever it is that you're trying to say, um, whether it's a comedy, a drama, a horror, like you've got you've got the, the truth of it in there for yourself. And then, you know, the experience I remember with Phenomena just having so many people disagree about what the film was about and then look at me and be like, so what? What was it? And I get to say, it's up to you. <laughs> it's up to yeah. you and I love the discourse. That's why I think um, we're, at, like, as filmmakers, that's one of the juiciest things we can experience, but also how... Uh, liberating for many of us who are and I have my hand up here recovering people pleasers who want to appease like appease everyone and please everyone to recognize that The best thing we can do for our audience, the best thing we can do for entertainment is to not do that, is to stand in our firm perspective, our point of view, and say, No, here's what I think. I welcome you to disagree with me. I think that's actually a really liberating thing for many actors to go through. But something you also said about people being like, Oh, I don't know if it's for me. I don't know if I would want to make my own thing. I don't know if I want to tell my stories. I always like to say, You don't have to tell your stories. None of my films are autobiographical. They're all from somewhere that is a bit of truth from me in some way. And it might be a feeling or a recurring dream or a a thought that's going on or something that I've observed. But n- yeah. nothing that I've made a film about has has ever actually happened to me. And um, I also say, like, if you don't want to write a film, you don't have to. There's so many talented writers out there who would love to get their work made and many talented filmmakers who commission their writer's work. So I always say, you know, if you want to make independent art, there's a way for you to do it without needing to do the things that you don't want to do. But with yeah. you, I remember being like, wait, you have to direct this. <laughs>
1: i uh, I know I uh, that was a, we were sitting on that decision for like two two and a half mm. months. And I remember I was like, no, no, I already have like people I want to reach out to and they, if they direct it. And again, I was all around like, how do I make this thing look better so that it pays off?
0: Yeah, And, and you know like, that's okay though. I don't think that that's a bad thing. I feel like that's actually a really important skill because, you're coming also from, you You know, marketing and you're coming from a perspective of, I know business. I know what appeals to people. I want to make sure that this can make a splash. You don't want your efforts to be wasted. I think that's yeah. actually a beautifully positive, fantastic skill that you have that I'm always like wanting more to encourage more people to have. Right. So um, that's awesome. But it also, I think really, it, it was about the balance of, yes, you know the process and giving yourself this experience and learning it and going through the knowledge and building this in a way that felt really authentic to you, like that was probably something that we needed to balance the scales on.
1: you're right. I think um optics help. So yeah. you know, my desire to kind of fill. Feel- as, as much of this project with, you know, basically I wanted to be the only, the, the, the most green person in the room. <laughs> uh, I was like, that's, I just surround myself with all the experts. Yes. Genius. Um, that's to good. your point. <laughs> yeah. To your, and, and, and as awesome as that is, if, if, you know, um, there's something about also learning to trust yourself and rather than feeling like you need, you, you are, you just automatically pass the baton to everybody else um, test driving some, some of these things and trusting that, you you know, it, it, it it's your stories. So you could do whatever you want. And there are so many times you told me, you, you told me that in our sessions, like Rainey, like you, you, it, the ball is in your court. Um, you get to but choose. again, I, again, as an, as an actor, I'm, I'm always in, you know, fellow people pleaser, uh, just needing feel like someone will take a bet on me. Mm that I felt like I had to work on that mindset shift. And I think, you know, as I was quote auditioning different possibilities for who could come on and direct this film, um, a couple, two things happened where, you know, you again asked me to, you pre- asked me to free write about it. <laughs> um, I, I was like, okay. And um, I had also been kind of uh, recruiting, you know, possible pro- producers and my friend was like hey if you direct it i'll produce it and i was like i'm not planning on directing it and she's like but it's your story and the like it it's it's an extension of your life so why not you give it a go and then i came back and asked you i was like oh do you think i i could um and you know you were very encouraging and i just it's really cool how different like I never had that intention coming into making this project I just wanted a project mate and I can act in it um so I wasn't really expecting that to to ever be a part of this and now that it's become a part of it I'm I'm so grateful I it's I yeah I'm I'm so grateful I think feeling like you have ownership over something that is not just yours but also so many all these other collaborators and lovely human beings that contributed to this project, I get to talk about their work. Um, It feels like it's, yeah. The fact that it's bigger than myself has given me so much confidence because now conversations that I have with fellow creators, fellow filmmakers, or, you know, quote unquote gatekeepers aren't, they're no longer about, this is what I, this is what I can do. It's about, this is what we in the community have been able to do. And it's bigger than me. And it, it makes me feel like oh, I'm allowed to talk about this because this isn't about proving my sense of self-worth. This is about something that I just, I love talking about. And and that in itself has just been so, I, you know, I wouldn't go as far as to say like, oh, I no I want, I want to make a career out of directing. No, but I mean, I think every director should take an acting class and every actor if possible make something make your story make make a story because we're so used to wanting people to to see us in a certain light or see see us and so we can be cast in all these roles but when you're on the other side of the screen you realize every single person in 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 the production and the process and pre-production and post everyone has a role to play and it's just like it it just this whole experience has shed so much light on just A, how hard it is and B, how there are so many heroes in this process that I never thought about as an actor. Mm-hmm. And I have so much respect for everyone who, who decides to be a filmmaker. I have so much more respect for anyone that's directed a film because I realized like it's really, it's, it's one thing to just be vulnerable and put yourself out there. Um, and we do, as actors, we're seen through a visual medium But it's another thing to take a bet on a story and then employ all these people, raise money, spend money. It's Mm -hmm. a lot. It's a lot. So I just, and I think it, for me now, I'm less precious with any opportunity as an actor because I realized that this is part of a, this is just a piece in a bigger puzzle, Mm. you know? Juicy,
0: juicy nugget. That is so true. That's exactly what my experience was when I started making films, you know, many years ago, I realized I got out of my own way deeply in my acting career. I was able to step out of my own way and recognize that none of this is about me and I don't have to be so self-focused. It's actually about the production and what's best for the story. And it helped me. Well, I mean, I have shared this many times, but like making films helped me book more acting work and vice versa. They sort of fed into each other, which is why I'm such a champion for making your own films anyway. I mean, regardless, even if you're not an actor, because and many of my community are actors, yeah. but many aren't as well. They, they, you know, they're filmmakers in their own right. They don't have interest in acting, but they want to tell stories and yeah. getting it out there, moving through the projects, of, that we want to make, it instills so much confidence in us. It instills so much wisdom in us and that bringing together of a team. It's, as you say, it's not easy, but it is so rewarding. You went through my crowdfund hero course yes. so that you could crowdfund your film.
1: How was that? How was crowdfunding? <laughs> um, It was a lot and it was also very successful, thankfully, and it was it went from nerve wracking to celebrating. Um, <laughs> it it's um, crowdfunding. It's it's like this. Ugh, it's like this icky thing. Like I'm going to ask people for money on some to for me to do something I've never done before. Like why would anybody give me money to to just be a nobody? You know that's where my uh, limiting beliefs were at. Mm -hmm. And, um, it, you had your podcast launch party where we get, you know, there are all these, you know, great, awesome, uh, gals in, in, in the community that were coming. And I was meeting you for the first time. And I just got to hear about, um, different, uh, different people and their stories when they were crowdfunding for their films. Many of them, they're your clients. And there was, there were a couple other gals of yours that, um, Or clients of yours um i think it was camilla and Mm -hmm. they were they were working on a film they were just wrapping up the crowdfunding for their Camilla paula yes yes yes. Um, shout out to camilla and paula we got some great amazing women in this uh in this community (laughs) and you had been posting a lot about um some of their crowdfunding incentives and they were doing like a free like photo shoot session um so i was like whoa like this is a lot of work like i see a lot of other Easy's clients like really kicking ass. I'm like, I don't know. I'm not. If I launch my crowdfund, what kind of incentive am I gonna uh, uh, like uh, offer? I don't. I can't do any of this stuff. So I remember when I was taking your course. um, By the way, I did t- sign up for those photo shoots um, with Paul and Camilla, and it was it was fantastic I know um,
0: they're so talented I uh we'll have to link them to uh, we'll link in the show notes these are very yeah. talented filmmakers in the Indus punk community you should just join the community if you're listening yes you're like, I want to be involved yes. <laughs> anyone
1: listening please yes you should join um so when I went through the course I was like okay I know I'm gonna have to come up with some snazzy incentives and I was just thinking again like okay optics 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 and I was like oh I have to make this pitch video and I have to again put myself out there and you would think as an actor like no problem I have to be in front of camera but no you have to be in front of camera and represent your story and your belief and confidence in that story and you have to ask for money I was <laughs> like, oh. yeah. um, but that whole program really helped me again find my voice um, and also trust that people want to see you succeed. And you you kept reiterating this, that like, you'd be surprised um, how many people actually want to see you succeed and how my sense around, oh, I've never done this before being a, a point of weakness, you celebrating the fact that no, you only get to be a first time filmmaker once. So lean into that and trust that people want to see you succeed and don't be ashamed of saying like, I'm doing this for the first time, but that's how much I believe in this story. And so you should take a bet on me. And that came in handy so much because, and it opened conversations with uh, other actor friends of mine who are also filmmakers. And I was like, oh, wow, you're going to do this. It just, it changed that. It just made my conversations with other creators in the industry so much more multidimensional um so through the crowdfunding experience a I was already promoting the film in the sense even though I'm asking you know funding for it um because it's PR really
0: right But that's the whole
1: point right that's in my in my in my opinion
0: that's my my (laughs) definite you've heard me say that how many millions of times but it is like crowdfunding is
1: a great marketing tool for you and your
0: project and yourself and your platform
1: yeah, the the payoff is not just the actual funds that you're raising. The payoff no. is also just the visibility that you're generating.
0: Oh my gosh, it's like you're speaking my language. I
1: right knew what? Yeah. But then the the third payoff is, is as an artist on an individual level, you're also generating visibility. And mm-hmm. you know, so different people have different relationships with social media and what they post. But when you feel like, no, I have a reason to talk about something today, it opens up conversations in other directions that, you know, you're like, wow, I, I, this per- I, this person's never DM'd me before, um, but they, they know who I am. I know who they are. And we're in the industry. We're respected colleagues, but they found something that I'm posting about and taking ownership on. Interesting. And now we're having a conversation about something else that's, you know, it's just, yeah. it's been so it wasn't it was a raising money b marketing for the film c in a way marketing of self in, in yes. a way that was really rewarding because it's people who are vibing with you so it wasn't just marketing so that i can again get in with someone it was resonance if, if in an authentic way if that makes sense with people who now i've just started getting to know that I didn't know earlier, you know, on a much more personal level. So crowdfunding was um, like I said, uh, nerve wracking and then celebrational in, in many ways. And um, Oh, I, I should have, this is probably the lead of, of, of the, the, the point of this is we were supposed to raise 15 K or that was our initial goal, but we ended with 18 K. So, wow. uh, Yeah. And I remember in our sessions, I'd be like, "Easy, we did," yo, and and you'd be like, renew, that's amazing." And I would just be like, "Oh, so that's good." And he's like, <laughs> "Yes, it's really good. You're knocking it out of the park." Yeah, totally. And
0: I, I was really, like from the get-go. I was like in your ear saying, this is going to be successful. Don't even worry. Like it's happening. It's all good. You just have to follow the steps. Like, you know, you've got this. You've totally got this. And there's always going to be the fear. I mean, it's so easy for me to stand here and say that as not the person crowdfunding. And every time I've crowdfunded, I've always, you know, battled that too. We're human. We we're always like, oh no, what if this doesn't work? But, um, but I could tell, I mean, the way that we intentionally worked on the pitch and really anchored into, and I think one of the the sort of spe- secret source, special sources of, you know, I, I think Crowdfund Hero, like that particular program is anchoring into the, the, your story, like the authentic truth yeah. of it, your gaze, your perspective, and being able to highlight that in a way that invites people into it and you you know we intentionally went through that process together you did that so beautifully and really circulating the stories about, you know, you coming from this South Asian background and what that means in the Western culture that you exist in and the marriage of both of those worlds in your current world. And like, it's not exactly your story, but it is in many ways too. And there's something so personal about it. So it can feel so vulnerable, but you did it such, you did it just so beautifully. And I was so proud of you.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Izzy. I remember um, leaving you a voice note on one, Uh, You know, crowdfunding, I I didn't know how to generate marketing materials beyond just like the seed and spark page and, you know, like cute little quippy memes that I found about like, oh, newlywed couples, you know, um, you know, tongue in cheek quarreling. And then I started doing this thing where I just started interviewing different women about their experience with quote happily ever after. And I was like, okay, well, if they're comfortable with me sharing little like sound bites, I'll make that something that's like engaging in, in terms of the crowdfunding content that I'm posting. So keep it interesting. Otherwise I'm just regurgitating, like this is my pitch video. I'm making a film, <laughs> please give me money. Um, so I was like, oh, how do I do something that's like fresh? Um, and I was like, oh, well, like it will also really helped me learn about different people's experiences. And again, to your point, um, just getting a little bit deeper in terms of what am I really trying to say? And then I called you, this was like the the second half of, like we only had one week left of the crowdfunding. I was like, Izzy, I have all these interviews that I did with all all these amazing gals. And I just feel like, I don't know if I'm ever going to do something with it, but I just feel like I learned so much about just the human experience through my project. And that in itself, I was like, I just my mind is blown and I, these people haven't even read my script. They haven't seen, seen, obviously they haven't seen the film yet. It's being made. I was like, and there through this interview, I realized how much they were resonating with um, the themes of this film. And I was like, mm. wow, that's so crowdfunding in a weird way is also deeply validating because you haven't made the film yet. And it's a way of generating, again, more trust with mm. yourself and also trust from others that like, hmm, something you're saying and something you're talking about is, is resonating, you know? Yeah. I, I think some people are a bit taking a bet on you because they just love what you're, what you want to make a film about. And other people are taking a bet on you because they really just want to see you succeed and, and yeah. they love you.
0: Yes. We get so caught up in the people that we think aren't going to like us and might be judging us or those invisible, you know, voices that we imagine are there, but really they're just our own voice talking about ourselves. Right. And we forget that there's all of these people in the world that are going, Hey, I got you. I love you. This is so cool. And like, congratulations. There's something about uh, the the bet on yourself piece, the saying yes to yourself piece and the investing in yourself piece, which is I think probably why, I mean, Craft on Hero is like 100% success rate, which is like crazy, right? And I I I am both excited about that, but like not surprised because every time people invest in that course and say yes to it, same with you know, working together, like working in this container or coming into Indie Spunk or whatever is the goal. Like anytime someone says yes to that, they're energetically saying yes to themselves. They're betting on themselves. They're investing in themselves. That is the most powerful decision you can make. It's not about anyone else's choice. I think that's, that was always so resonant with, with you and like your determination has been very evident from the get-go, which is something that has carried you through, I think, would
1: you say? You know, I have to be honest, if I didn't have you in my corner and if, you know, if I hadn't gone through, you know, Crowdfund Hero, I definitely was thinking, okay, sure, uh, I $5,000, $6,000, I'll save up, make a movie. Other people will do it all the time. Um, yeah. And the examples I had in my more immediate community was around self-funding because it's so scary. You haven't made your product yet and you're, you're putting yourself out there for it mm-hmm. and I was like no 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 I just you know I, w- I just want to make it and then everyone will love it and, My- and in hindsight the fact that a I through Indie Spunk had, had now examples of other women and other other filmmakers who had gone through crowdfunding and I got to see their products at, or their films I was like whoa mm. uh I just, I didn't have, exa- I didn't have enough examples that were, you know, that I felt like were accessible, ca- like community members. Um, yeah. To give me, con- to just give me a vote of confidence that like, I, I did it. So can you? Yeah. And I actually met um, uh, Tess. Um, she, yeah. And, and and she walked me through her crowdfunding ex- uh, experience and she actually was making her very first full feature. Feature
0: film. Um, yes.
1: And Tess I was in like, what? Yeah. Yes. And that moment interacting with her at your podcast launch party really made a difference for me. Um, I was going to do it because I, you know, I had signed up for it and you're my coach and I was going to do it, <laughs> but I had this, like, I don't really want to do it. Um, mentality. Yep. And you know, um, she, she walked me through her crowdfund campaign and, um, her concept is, is, uh, inspired by the bachelor and, um, Anyways, long story less long, she told me her crowdfund theme was like around a wedding registry and it was really cute. I was like, oh, I could do something like that because my story is about a newlywed. And hearing her experience and how much fun she had, I I was like, oh, it just being around other examples um, really made a difference. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I would say it was not just your program, but um, yeah, just the fellow creatives that were Feeling so, they had felt the same way, but also had had that same journey at the end of it. Yes, I needed to. I needed that too, and that made a really big difference in my my willingness to be like, okay, if they can do it, so can I. Yes, <laughs> yes. that's exactly why I
0: decided that this had to be not just like me coaching people, but as a community, a community of people that were also supporting each other, which is why I have the club, right, Indie Spunk Club, yes. and it's kind of surreal because. I'm I'm on the other side of this, right? Like I'm on the other side of the Zoom calls. I'm seeing all of the people interact in my group mentorships and in like you know these private sessions that I have with my clients. And it's very <laughs> surreal seeing someone go over just like sometimes it's like 3 months go from that's not for me. I can't do that. It's not going to work. And if you're thinking, if you're like listening to this and you're thinking, I want to self fund, don't do it. You're it, not just because it you don't need to pay for your own work at all, but because it's not the it's not a great choice if you want to actually get visibility with the project, get your voice out there, build that platform of yours. It's just it, it, don't don't do it. Just like don't do it, please. Um, I beg you. So. It's sort of surreal for me to be on the other side of that, seeing someone go over a very short period of time from I'm too nervous, I'm scared, I don't want to do it, I'm uncomfortable, I'm anxious, this makes me really just feel gross, I don't want to do it, right? From there, very solidly, and having someone else in the group say, no, 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 you should totally do it, and my experience was this, and three months ago, they... We're in that position saying, I can't do this, I can't do this. Everyone goes through that and then comes back to someone else and says, No, you should totally do it. It was the most rewarding experience of my life. I was scared. I didn't know, you know, I was, you know, a little bit sweaty and it was, you know, it was tough, but I've come out the other side with a whole bunch more of a connected network, a whole bunch more confidence. And I now feel like I'm really ready to make this film. And I think as well, uh, you've heard me speak, I feel like there's always, there's these like, You know, maybe like five or six phrases I say all the time, like you're always on time and the problem is the solution. Right. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And I don't know anyone else who teaches it this way, but when you're writing the script, when you feel like you're like 80% done, stop polishing, don't polish, put the pen down, walk away and start the pitching process and go through the pitch materials process. I was like, have that whole course on pitching because that helps you clarify so deeply what you're actually doing with the script. And then, you know, a few weeks later, you pick the script back up and you read it and you say, oh, I totally see what needs to adjust in order for us to hit this mark and and make this point and say this thing with this theme and blah, blah, blah. Like I know what to adjust. Yeah. Whereas the polishing busy work can just be, keep you stuck. Like you're in that cycle. You're constantly in that like, um, mouse trap wheel or mouse wheel <laughs> where, or whatever it is. Like, what is that little wheel thing? The hamster wheel. Hamster and- wheel. Yeah. That's it. Thank you. Hamster wheel. Um, she's a creative coach, not a scientist. (laughs) You know, I feel like we can all get stuck in like script, script polishing hamster wheel hell. And the way out of that is by going through the pitching process
1: for sure. Yeah. I remember when I had my, the very, very first draft and I had this like, oh, I've got it i mean the the film is n- nowhere near what that what that story was like um it's got some of it but i was like i just felt it and i was like is it and i sent it to you and you're like this is it's so you were like this is great it's in a great place and you're like okay now is a good time for you to think about pitching so in my head i was like that means the story is ready um <laughs> but through that through kind of um developing your your pitch materials um and you had some really great um just worksheets that that asked like there were a lot of questions uh, in there that help then kind of lead lead you to a synopsis and a log line and all those like nice little little sweet little sweet things that you need whenever you're pitching uh, it just it made me face my myself more and more and more and face myself in the sense that like do I is this really what I want to say and, and it would then make me actually go back and do that extra 20% of polishing. And I wouldn't even say polishing the script as much as deepening and 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 enriching the script uh, mm. more and more. Yeah. So sometimes like all of this homework per se, or this um, these exercises, or even through crowdfunding, you have to leverage everything that you've workshopped in the pitch preparation anyways. All that's going to really help you do, or what at least it did for me, was Deepen your point of view in the story-making experience, mm-hmm. um, Make and even if film. that doesn't, yeah. Because when when you're being asked questions on set, like why are we, why is the shot this way, or why is this is, it all comes back to like what what's what are you trying, what are you saying with yes. your story, what what are you saying versus showing, and why are you showing it this way, and so all of that homework that you're doing through that pitch process is giving you those answers Mm -hmm. that you're going to use multiple times down the road. Oh my God. Um, Exactly. I couldn't have said it better myself. That is exactly why I I have
0: structured it that way, because I think we all, we're all doing things in the wrong way. (laughs) Like I, I don't, I don't, that was like tough, big, big statement to make, but I do, I feel like there's there's uh this like the linear sense i say that with like air quotes the linear sense of how to make a film is is wrong and in order for us to truly make something that root is rooted in our truth and that we can also stand on set and communicate to a team and lead a team in a shared vision. We need to know that vision. We need to understand it from all angles. We need to truly be able to articulate it. And that is, that's how we arrive making the same movie. And that is the funnest experience and takes a lot of stress off because on set, you don't got time.
1: (laughs) I was going to say, you also have to recruit and, and hire people so if you're saving your kind of pitch uh need to pitch days for later on in the process um you you're just doing yourself a disservice because mm. what if it was a difference between yeah your story is great but um the way in which you want to celebrate your story might not have landed and the way in which you're speaking and and, and presenting your story. Um, But if they had read the story, they would have been on board, you know, so how you present really does make a difference. And you can also get that many more qualified individuals to a take a bet on you, but b also offer you things at a much, much more discounted rate, sometimes even just For free because they too are then that much more passionate about seeing your vision come to life
0: yes when you can Um, anchor in and align at align with your purpose and articulate that well and have people be like yeah I love what you're saying I definitely want to help you out I mean that's the that that's indie filmmaking I mean that's what we have to do as indie filmmakers but actually something that you said and that I want to circle back to as well is that you know this idea of bringing the right people on for the job, bringing people who are really good at their job, you being potentially the most green, again, I say that with air quotes, on yes, set. Yes, yes, <laughs> being that, Being that person on set that's surrounded by people who really know what they're doing, which is so exciting and definitely what we want and sometimes can shoot us in the foot because then you're going to have all of these people around you saying, no, you should do it this way. I've had more experience. No, you should do it this way. This is the right way to do it. Right. And the only way that you are going to end up making the film that you want to make. Right. And we do want to collaborate like one of the most, this is a collaborative art. This is not like a solo act. If you want, you know, if you want to do that, you probably shouldn't make films. It's just, it's a team sport. So you have to be able to work with other people and collaborate and create but what happens when People Pleaser or Recovering People pleaser right, meets I'm a little bit less experienced than everyone else, meets all of these experienced people telling you what they think. You then end up with something that maybe you weren't intending on doing in the first place. And so if we skip that process, that deepening of what am I making? Why am I making it? What, who, like who's the character, whose perspective am, am I in? How do I, how do I want to produce this? And, and how do they see the world? How are you supposed to make those in-the-moment quick decisions that you need to make every single second on set if everyone else is telling you what they think and you're not trusting yourself?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I think at some point for me, I realized even if I don't exactly know what I'm doing because, you know, because I'm doing it for the first time. You rely on all of your skills as just as a human being. Um, and at some at, at some point, I realized my tech background, my background as an actor, um you know, my background as a as, as a married individual that has a actual personal perspective in this story, all of those parts of me professionally, personally, and the parts of me that feel like an imposter from this from this industry are contributing to uniquely, um, give me a range of skill that is mine and only mine yes. and feeling like that in itself holds power and holds weight mm. versus this thing that I'm doing today. I need to be the best at, um, I, I think you have to, you have to know that everything you already have is going to operate for you. Yeah. And all of these people are, yes, they're investing in the story and the project, but really they're investing in in you, you and their yeah. belief that you've got what it takes. Mm-hmm. Um so, so you have to believe that. Yeah. Yeah, on some level. And it's a it's a collaborating with everyone that you respect, especially when there's a difference of opinion, I think again comes back to if you've done your homework and you know your intention behind the story, you can bring everyone back to that.
0: Yes, um, it's
1: always about what's best for the film.
0: doesn't matter whose yes. idea it
1: is. Yes, 100%. And that way I think then there's some of these beautiful, like, m- you know, movie making moments where you might not have the, you, you might be stuck and you might feel like, I don't have a creative soul for this, but so many other people will have ideas. And I actually think that it's, it's really cool to see how different people's skills solve different problems on set and then being able to trust that your team also has your back. So mm. again, everyone is trying to get the best outcome. So even when you there might be different point of views, it's always in the best interest of the film. So I think it's, it's all about generating trust with others as well as yourself. Yeah, um, that's so true. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I always say this to my clients right before they're about to be on set. So, And I feel like I said this to you many times where when there's a moment and people are disagreeing about what to do in a particular moment on set, I share this because if you're at home listening to this and you're about to make your film and you're feeling like, Oh my gosh, I'm new to this. Or how do I, how do I make sure I'm making the film that I want to make and listening to the creatives around me? I always say like, you're allowed to take a breath. There is time for you to take a breath. Like put your hand on your belly, your hand on your heart, take a breath and say, what do I, what, like, what is the right choice here? Because that one breath gives you access to your wisdom. When we move so quickly on set, it's really sometimes hard to tap into that. Did you do that when you were filming? I want to talk about. I did. And I remember,
1: I remember I replayed your Voxer to me that said, it gave me those instructions. (laughs) I, I, it was on our last day on the set. we had a beach shoot. And I remember through this this whole process, it, the the fact that we wanted this beach shot in the film was it there's a lot of debate around it. it's it's an it's expensive. The light, you're outside lighting. it's just uh it's a lot. even though it was just a half day shoot and we needed it to be magic hour and needed to be right right around sunset. Oh it was hard. It was hard. Um, we had a steady cam, you know operator there was a lot happening and I was really nervous because it just felt like we, we probably won't be able to afford to do pickup shots. So it felt like one of those, like, okay, like you've got an hour and this is what you get. It's the It's the end of the film. It's also a deeply, uh, deeply vulnerable moment. And it's very intimate in, Um, in, in the, in the point of the story that we are. I was so scared, so scared. And then, we couldn't hear each other because of the waves um so at 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 one point i just felt like i i don't know what we're going to do um because these are the takes we're going to get so i was sitting there on the beach and i i it was like life and art i don't know merging yeah. i put my put my hand on my stomach i really just got myself grounded i felt the sand in my feet i was listening to the waves and i was like just this is kind of the hour to just be present with what is. Um and it's really interesting because in the actual film that moment also represents kind of this um this moment of letting go and kind of letting go of the need for things to be perfect in the story. Mm-hmm. And it was ironic that in uh, the journey of making the film, this is the last day on set. And I I felt like I was so attached to this part of the the film needing to go so well that I also had to, as a filmmaker, let go and just trust that, you know, it's just going to ride out like the waves and, you know, whatever it is going to be, it's going to, it's going to be how it needs to be. Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
1: So it was, it was very surreal in that way um, because I had to definitely just rely on my breath and rely on, again, I, I feel like I've been saying this the whole time, but trust, relying on the trust that I, I, I had on myself, and no. Sometimes you have to remind yourself that you do trust yourself too, Ira. It's like first you have to <laughs> yeah. trust yourself, and then you have to remember to trust yourself.
0: <laughs> I literally this morning was sitting on the edge of my bed with my hand on my heart, going, "I trust myself." <laughs> <laughs>
1: You should add that as the extended version of the exercise like okay like hand on your tummy and then
0: <laughs> That's so true extended. Um I'm so proud of you. I was so excited. I know I I like get so teary. I get very proud of you know the clients I get to work with and Renu you've you've just been doing such incredible work and and this exercise constantly in trust and reevaluating and believing and moving forward and asking questions. And how do you feel now from that person, you know, in January to who you are now?
1: I feel grateful. I feel grateful that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I am where I am right now. I'm grateful that I, you know, got connected with you and that we have this relationship, but also just um, that you were a, a catalyst for this huge learning exercise, but also I just feel like I've gone from a lot of moments of feeling a little bit like a defeatist to being someone that is extremely optimistic and has a can-do attitude in a time that is extremely discouraging in our industry. And it feels so ironic to be feeling this grateful and excited in, in in a time that is really really scary for a lot of us um and it, it's it's the irony is real um so hence why i say i'm very grateful because we are in a time where a lot of people are second guessing their careers a lot, a lot of people are discouraged um and i feel more empowered and encouraged than ever and i and i feel like that's such a crazy thing to say. And it's because of just feeling like I have someone like you who is a constant vote of confidence in my corner. And sometimes it's okay to admit that you don't always feel like you believe in yourself. I I don't. I have days, many days where I feel like, ah. And so having a resource and a community to remind you to believe in yourself and that your stories aren't silly and and are wor- worthy of being seen and worthy of being made has like it's just it's something that I it's the thing I, I wish I had done this years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, strike or no strike pandemic or no pandemic because this amount of confidence um, that I've been able to kind of just tap into, I can't imagine what it would have done for me as an actor you know, several years ago. It really just comes down to, again, believing in yourself and trusting yourself. And I, the fact that, you know, I haven't even I haven't even put the film out there, Izzy. You know, I, I people a lot. People might not like it. That's not the point. The, what I just said is is something I get to keep all for myself for the rest of my life, no matter what I do. You know, so that is that's the win for me. Uh, so I'm very grateful. My, my, Yes, I feel very grateful. I feel very grateful for you and I feel very grateful for this experience.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> you
0: literally just,
1: um, I know
0: I'm not, I'm like so emotional. You just articulated exactly why I started this business. And I think that if we can get more women, more non-binary folks, more diverse people stepping into themselves, betting on themselves, saying yes to themselves, feeling like the worthiness is there. They have everything they need right now to do exactly what they want to do in the world. We just get to have and live in a a better world and a more unified world and a, a world that has better stories and that we can see ourselves reflected on the screens. And we need that. We need that so deeply. And so- I'm just thank you for saying that I I know that it's not even about me but it is it it matters to me because it is literally genuinely why I started this business why I do what I do yes
1: and I'm I'm hoping that keep 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 doing what you're doing because again like anyone can tune into these podcasts from anywhere so you know whether they whether folks decide to go the route that I took or not like I I just think yeah. Having a community that's accessible in this way um, and having examples of people that are doing this, um, it's it's game changing. It's, it's, it's the difference between. I think you said this in your first that that free seminar that I attended in January, you said you won't be you'll be surprised how many people you talk to who have stories that are just on their computer from years ago and they're never made. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah. Completely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Breaks my heart. Let me guess. You've got no shortage of ideas, but when it comes to actually creating your film, you feel completely overwhelmed or totally stagnant. And all of the energy has just like fizzled out. Okay. Hi. Yes. It's Izzy interrupting her very own podcast to ask you if this feels like it resonates with you. Do you feel like, oh my gosh, how am I gonna fit this film into my already busy schedule? I have a life, I have a family, I have a job, I have all of these things, but I have this goal, this vision, this dream. If you wonder how much money is it gonna take and how am I supposed to get it funded? I don't have extra money to spend on filmmaking. If you wonder where are you gonna find crew and how do you know if the script is even good enough? Yes, I totally get it and I'm so with you. You need clear direction from someone who's been there done that and can give you specific steps on how to take your film idea from concept to the big screen and into a fulfilling life as a working creative. So if you've got the idea for a film but wonder now what? Maybe you haven't had the kind of experience everyone else seems to have had or you feel a bit green or you don't have the confidence or you don't have the connections or the network. Maybe you just feel like Who am I to do that? Will people even take me seriously? Okay, I've totally been all of those places. If you've listened to other episodes of the podcast, I've certainly shared my journey on this. And I just want you to know that you're so not alone. You want to create a film that's well-received, gets you industry recognition, Makes an impact and takes you to that next level as a respected working creative. Please enter your new best friend, Script to Screen Accelerator. My 12 module course, which is basically an entire resource library for all of this and more. I want you to picture this. You've written, directed, and produced a film that you're really proud of that truly represents you as a talented multi hyphenate filmmaker. Your film leads to wider industry recognition, respect, visibility, and yeehaw, paid work too. And you know the exact steps that you need to take to get your films funded. As many films as you can dream up, you get to make. That is your new reality. And you get to consistently add to your portfolio of projects that show the world who the fuck you are, show the industry who the fuck you are, what you're made of on screen, and off, right? Like you get to have this growing network of creative collaborators that you can call on who are freaking excited to support you and hype you up. This is the good life. This is what we're doing in Script to Screen Accelerator. I'm so excited to invite you in. You can head to indiespunk.com slash script dash two, that's T-O dash screen, indiespunk.com script to screen, or just click the show, note, show notes, click link, think, okay, so the ad fell off the rails, but we're back on it. <laughs> That's what a creative crew is all about. We fall off the wagon, we get back on. So I'm really excited to have you in this program. And if you're listening to this in the future and the course is not open right now, add yourself to the waitlist. I always give loads of juicy bonuses to the peeps on the waitlist when we do open the doors. So get yourself on there. I'm really excited to help you and have you in this program. I know it's going to help change so many lives. I'm freaking excited about it. And all of the modules that we have discussed on this call with Rainu are inside this course. So yes, it's good shit. It helps people. It's going to help you. I'm really excited. All right, back to the show. I'm sure you're enjoying it because Rainu is a bloody treat. She's amazing. I'm so excited that you get to be hearing this. Okay, bye. Um. So you, you are in post-production. First of all, quick, quickly tell us, like, how was the
1: shoot and how are you feeling now? What's next? ah shoot was amazing I feel amazing and I remember you told me at one point we were chatting like right after the shoot was over and I was like or I was like okay and then like we have this like OTS shot Izzy and then like this one like it's really cool because we have this ECU and then you stopped me and you were like Renu like two months ago you were freaking out because you had no idea what like the shot list planning looks like and how to do it and you were like what do these acronyms mean and she and you were like and now like who's taught like blah 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 blah." I was like oh yeah I feel really cool yeah (laughs) you were so like nerding out about it I was so excited (laughs) I was like oh my I feel really cool um and and coaching is one of the really cool things where you kind of get to like lean into being like oh okay so if I want to like Act like I know what I'm talking about. This is the place to do it because you're you're, you're, my, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're my, cheerleaders so it's so it's so ironic because I feel like I I, I'm never as comfortable outside of our sessions to be like yeah yeah I totally know what I'm saying it's so Um, good
0: because like in so many of my sessions I'll rehearse conversations with people like okay you want to pitch to that person or you want to talk to that person or you want to have this conversation with a crew member like let's talk let's rehearse it I'm constantly rehearsing conversations it's like one of my favorite things to do because I think we all get so tripped up about how to actually communicate things or yes. how to actually, right? And so having a place to just go, oh, let's get the first pancake out.
1: <laughs> but the irony is I have gone back and he- heard some of our recorded sessions because I'm like, I said it, it just pours out of me when I'm talking to you. And I think there's something to that, which I try to borrow in, you know, in other conversations where I might have heightened sense of nerves um, that like sometimes just like when you're excited about something just go for it you know because it just it's it's so much more fun to listen to um and yeah I I I just that's how I feel every time we talk every time I talk about the project I'm just excited the shoot was amazing we had a great team and it was a three-day shoot and I was lucky to have one of the days shot two weeks in advance so I felt like I had the luxury of learning from that first day and having enough time to integrate learnings into the next two days of the shoot, which were far more intense. Um, and I, you know, I, I talked about the beach scene experience before, but this whole process, I feel like it comes down to a balance between being super prepared, but also being super present. And when, when you're super present, you have to let go of your presentation, of your Preparation slash presentation too, but yeah. So it's it's being it's like this balance about between being really really prepared and then when you're on set just being present and trusting that your preparation will show up for you, even when things are going in a way that you might not have prepared for. If that makes sense. um Oh yeah,
0: definitely, definitely. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we prepare. we I mean, that's what we do. In the
0: uh, in like the directing courses, like. All of the things, your wish list, right? Your dream list, like everything you want, everything that you really would love to have, your heart's desire. And then the list of things that you can cut. And the list of things that you know that you can't you if you can't get it you don't need this 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 like what do you need to make the story make sense and that prep yes. I think this I mean obviously that's like a teeny slice of all of that prep that we go through but the prep really helps you release that on the day I think and it's so funny because I am actually historically not a super prepped person I've become one because I like to feel relaxed on set but way like I always say that these courses and like, all of these trainings I've built have been result of all of the all of the mistakes and like the failures i made early on in my career because I don't want anyone else to do those things and going through and prepping now is actually so much fun I used to feel like it would never be fun and I just absolutely it's part of the it's a fun one of the funnest creative aspects for me now
1: I think that you you're that is the biggest lesson, especially now in post-production that I keep learning over and over again. It's, it's funny how there are these big, you know, f- for me, there've been these, these personal growth lessons that I've learned, but it's not just like some massive, oh, like, wow, I've, I learned how to be more present. No, you keep learning the lesson again and again through different parts of the experience through pre-production through production, through and now in post where I might have gone into post-production again with a certain idea of like okay we're gonna be picture locked in x amount of time and we're gonna be getting it submitted to these film festivals and then I feel like I go through another version of the same thing where the minute I start having fun doing you know doing the work it's it's like automatic as soon as I'm having fun I actually get a lot less attached to the my preconceived notion of how it's supposed to go and what time and and in what order or by when it has to happen.
0: Oh my God, I'm nodding so aggressively. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Yes, I
0: think that is so true of many of the people that I've worked with, many of the creatives I know in the world. It's this, instead of attaching to the outcome, attaching to the result, it needing to look a certain way by a certain time for a certain thing, which can strangle the creativity and the fun of the experience when we set goals. Cause we do, we do have goals. Like, you know, yeah. we've talked at length about the goals that you have for this project, the goals for the, the longer form project that, you know, we're developing and that'll yeah. happen as it happens. Right. But there are these goals and there are these milestones that we want to hit. And we have ideas of when we want those things to happen. And we also have to try, like, we have to set those because that helps us move forward and it gives us deadlines and it gives us accountability. But we also have yeah. to give room for the creative process. We have to be open to the things that happen because they, gen. like, I always feel, I know, how many times have I told, how like, take a shot, Renu, how many times have I said to you, you're right on time
1: <laughs> and I any know
0: my- <laughs> or, or slow down to speed you like, yeah, you, you take slow- it, slow it down to yeah. speed it up. I do. I li- like, li- have to live by this stuff. And I, all of any of my clients, I know if you're, if you're a client of mine, you're like laughing, rolling your eyes too, because I say this stuff possibly multiple times a day. But it's always the biggest lesson for us to learn because we are ambitious. Like we want things to be out in the world. We want to see a return on our energetic investment, on our financial investment, on our creative investment. And the truth is that's actually not what creativity is about, but it, it, like we do have both. We have that producer hat on us that goes, well, what are we doing? Do the numbers make sense? Are we making this happen? Like, you know, what does this look like? And then the creative sense, which is that soft, that feminine, that slow, that, you know allowing and acknowledging and being in it that actually creates something so yes. special that cannot ever be repeated at another time or by another person ever
1: and i found a my my result oriented brain has found a hack into recognizing that like 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 oh my gosh i'm i'm having fun right now like oh my my editor and i like I suggested this version of the take and he suggested that version of take. We both like this take because it's amazing. And Oh my God. (laughs) synergy! And then at the end of the day, recognizing that that moment was a victory. And so that's the hack Um, allowing our result oriented brains to recognize the wins that we're actually having on a, on, on that, on a more private level that might not matter to somebody else, but it was a win for me. That moment of like euphoria with my, with my editor or that moment where like, I was, I was like, I don't think my producers are going to like the, like this, but I love it. So here we go. And then she loves it. That's a win for me yes. that, because it's be a celebration. And I feel like giving ourselves permission to treat those private victories as Sometimes for me, arguably bigger victories. Because, oh, my gosh, could
0: not agree more, yeah, you or know, so.
1: yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I feel like that's that's how I've been like finding a way around, again, always like re re like b- resetting myself to like, no, no, like like you said, like as he says, you're right on time. <laughs> you're exactly where you need to be, um, yeah, and not feeling like you're you're missing out just because you haven't like achieved the, you know, the result and the, it, that you're, you're, you've started, started being attached to, or that you started with.
0: Yes. My very first coach actually, uh, said to me when I started my business, which is, it's funny because the, there's been so many, uh, parallels between me as a filmmaker and me as an entrepreneur. And I think they feed into each other. A lot of the things that I teach filmmakers are now as well, like through the lens of building yourself a platform, much like, entrepreneurs have to do that too, right? And so my very first business coach said to me, Izzy, you cannot build on success that you don't acknowledge. And that success is minute by minute. It's every single day, which is why I get everyone in Indie Spunk Club to show up every week and talk about the things that went well Because I'm not just talking about like big, you know, we got into this festival. Like I look through those, that accountability post and it's like, oh, we got this big grant. We got this, you know, there's all these huge wins and I, it's just so exciting. And I'm equally excited about those big wins as I am when someone says, you know what? I set myself a goal that I was going to get up in the morning and work out four times this week. And I did it. And I'm so proud of myself. Like that is just as much of a win because it is the day by day. It is the day to day. It's the minute by minute. It's those moment by moment. You know, moments that we get to say, Mm -hmm. hey, look, it's working. Look, I'm in the flow. How fantastic does this feel to feel a sense of community around me, to feel a sense of collaboration, to feel a sense of momentum forward. Yeah. You just that you can't money can't buy that. Success can't
1: buy that. That is all internal. Yes. And being around others when you're when you're seeing their hustle or seeing them in flow it rather you know it's it's yes recognizing when you're like oh wow like this is I, i'm really feeling this i'm this this is really um this is really special what i'm learning what i'm going through but i would say the reverse is also true when you can recognize um you know different people they just they, they get giddy and excited about different things you know i, I remember the day rdp came over and for the first time she was we were just kind of doing a tech rehearsal we she was you know checking out if our location will work and i mean she walked in she had her phone out she was she had her measuring tape she was just like like on a roll like she knew what she was doing and i stood there a little dumbfounded and a little kind of in awe of like wow she like this is serious like she's like because in my head i was like oh you know like she this is like my first film it's like just like my little baby film and thank you for being on my project and (laughs) like she this is real it's real I remember in one of our meetings um someone said like oh well if this was like you know a real production and she was like this is a real production (laughs) so I I think yeah I just (laughs) um being in flow but also sometimes when you're in those icky zones or like I don't know what to do moments but other people are in in the flow. They know and and they've they have a sense of confidence and they're kind of in in their in their in their mojo, if you will. You can borrow from that and you can be like, ah oh, whatever they're on, I'll I'll have a cup of that. Cause yes, uh, they're exactly. having a blast and I want to have a blast too. You know, I always so say I, that I
0: like say- the the beginning of of your filmmaking journey, especially when you're early on in the filmmaking journey, is like pushing a uh, heavy rock up a steep hill by yourself, right? Step by step, we're like, oh my gosh, I gotta get a rock to the top. And then you go through the crowded crowdfund process and you feel this like, oh, there's some support behind me and I've gotten stronger and there's like, you know, the, it's getting lighter and I can push it easier. And then suddenly that feeling there really is a shift between going from we're funded, we're ready to go, let's start hiring crew, let's start getting people on the team, let's start casting, all of that when things start coming together in that capacity oh my gosh, everything feels different. It suddenly feels so real and it's both yeah. super scary and so exhilarating. And I think it's the same for literally every, like I will, I get the same amount of giddiness on basically every project. It's different now. There's, there's not the same like anxiety and nerves backwards when I was starting thinking, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but there, there is the, you know, this newness and the excitement and the, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? The butterflies and the feeling of the synchronicity of the team and how it all feels like it's coming together. There's something so uh, exciting. And, you know, sometimes we don't always have the best time on set and sometimes people don't get along and there are issues and things come up, but at the end of the day, it's just all turns into creative wisdom and we get to leave it more enriched than when we started what would you like to leave our audience with Renu is there any final
1: words that you would like to share just that I've shared that Izzy you've said this to me a few times when I've felt a little um just insecure about putting putting stuff out there whether it's through a, a part of the pitch making process or just the story itself or asking for money through crowdfunding um you've always come down back to kind of this analogy, like put making a film and putting your story out there is like standing naked in front of the town square and having (laughs) everyone, you know, judge you in in a way. So what I'd like to say is, well, people are going to judge you anyways. So just do it because it, it is so empowering. Um, And whether it's a film or something else, but, trusting yourself and trusting your perspective and trusting your point of view and putting it out there. Um, that experience for me has just, it's, it's, it's been life altering in terms of how I carry myself with my family, with my friends and also with fellow creators. So yeah. Um, you know, I've said this a few times in my responses, but just trust yourself and, and, and trust that you know your stories are worth being told, however silly or surreal or serious they may be. It's so beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Izzy. I'm so I'm 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 so grateful for you. And uh, you know, as someone who who didn't necessarily grow up with um, a community or you know uh, relationships that felt like um, taking a path that's a little more unconventional is okay. Um, as someone who felt like I was born and bred to be a certain way, have a career a certain, certain way and earn a certain way, I really needed uh, someone to be in my corner and be be the voice uh, to tell me that I can do it more so than maybe um, maybe others might need. So I... I always felt like oh I, I need this because I'm come I I'm, I'm lacking this. I don't have it in my friends, I don't have it in my family. Um but I realized that the vote of confidence that I got from you and in our sessions um whether I was struggling with different collaborators in the project during certain times of moving, making this or whether I was unsure about directing the amount of times that you told me I can do it and you you would I would say things a certain way, almost accepting that like, oh, yeah, I'm not good enough for this because and then you would pause me and tell me like, hey, I would I would I would offer a reframe of your mindset. It was almost uh, I'll go as far as to say therapeutic in a way. In many ways, our sessions have been like a form of therapy for me. So if you want to make a film and you want a resource because it provides you a course or template or tried and tested ways to go after this, definitely do it. Um, Is easier girl. Check out Indie Spunk. And I have been saying that to many of my friends, but I would go beyond that to say, um, I think it's rare to have access to someone that is willing to be in your corner and give you, um, the confidence and and self-belief that sometimes is just it's it's just hard to have on your own. I don't think as many people admit it. I think we have to put this brave face of like we've got it and brave face of like I've I'm so confident that's why I'm doing this career, but we many of us are secretly actually really, really really, really scared and insecure um so don't just go don't just try this program to put your stories out there. try this program because, it's going to help you tap into a sense of self-worth and confidence like never before. And you won't need to book something for it. You won't need to have someone, you know, say yes to you. You're just going to say yes to yourself more and more and more. Um, So yeah, I, that's what I would tell them. I would tell them that like, you want to make a film, check out Indie Spunk. You, you want to literally believe in yourself and put yourself out there go talk to Izzy. So yeah, I, I don't think this is just a filmmaking endeavor. I think this is a self-making endeavor, if if you will. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I feel like I always get people in with that door. That's the door. The door is come make a film. And then the actual hallway is like an excavation <laughs> and like a, a journey into yourself so that you can emerge with the kind of self-worth, confidence and career and and dreams and goals that you know are possible for you, the kind that makes you feel like really centered in yourself and believe in yourself. So, I truly believe in you. It's not even, I mean, I, I you know, it's it's just so obvious to you obviously. And I'm really proud of you and it's just been a dream. A dream to work with you. I love working with you and I'm so excited um. for all that's to come. <laughs>
1: Thank you, Izzy. Um, yeah, likewise. Um you're very special and you know, I know life coach is a big word, but yeah, I think filmmaking is an expression of self. So I mean, how could how could uh working working with you be anything less than kind of an extension of self discovery. So I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I I hope that everything you're doing, I know you're doing some exciting new things. Um, I'm excited to kind of see how the next two weeks go for how people get to access your program. Um, I I just, I I, I, I can't wait to see how you grow and how people continue discovering you. I'm really excited for what's to come and please keep telling me how to support you because I will support you all at all that I can.
0: Thank you. And vice versa. Obviously, you know that I'm a, I'm a voxer away. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, my love. Have a wonderful rest of your day. I've so appreciated this time with you truly from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. And just thank you for trusting me and investing in me as well. Like this is a two way street and you get out what you put in. So you're, you're a dream. You're a treasure. I love
1: you. <laughs> and I'll I love talk to you, you soon. <laughs>